This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 23. Coming up, we discuss National Nutrition Month and how to approach it in 2019. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast, the podcast dedicated to navigating how we can improve our health and well-being through small, healthy habits we can start today. I'm Chuck Gatica, your host every other week. We're going to sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and dive into topics covering nutrition, fitness, so much more. And who knew there's a whole month to celebrate this. Maybe there's a parade for National Nutrition Month. I didn't know. On this episode, we are talking about, well, I guess nutrition in general, but how this can relate directly to you and the changes that you could make. You know, it's not too late. New Year's resolutions, I'll bet. Some have folded over into February and now March, and we're okay. Grace DeRocha is back with us, registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, and certified health coach with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. You are just spectacular. You're like Superwoman. You're like a superhero. You're a mom. You've got kids. You've got all these things, these degrees. You've got all this knowledge. And what I love about you, it, well, is everything. But what I love is that you make it understandable for all of us to kind of take away things that are important. Chuck, you're my favorite. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm not just buttering you up. Well, that's a diff- that was last episode. <laughs> yeah. We talked about good fats and bad fats. So let's talk about this a minute. You knew that there was a National Nutrition Month. How about the rest of us? Honestly, I didn't know there was a whole month. What should yes. I have been doing? <laughs> We're going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. well, so March is designated National Nutrition Month, and it is uh, put on or kind of the thing of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Okay. So as a dietitian, obviously I've known about it. Right. And what I think is super interesting is that this year, they used to in the past always have a theme. Like 2018 was go further with food. There's other ones that were like shape up your plates. And they would always name the month with something more than just National Nutrition a Month. A little catchy, probably yeah. looks good in a picture. Right. Yeah. Made a cute little logo to go yeah, with yeah. it. But starting this year, and I actually think this is hugely impactful, they are getting rid of the little slogan that goes with it and just celebrating National Nutrition Month. Okay. And the fact that, you know, as a dietitian working with someone or as a person thinking about better nutrition, you have to start with where you're at. You have to be in the know of where you are today Mm -hmm. so that you can approve upon that. So National Nutrition Month, I think, I'm maybe I'm speaking out of turn, it would be good that the spotlight is on it for March. But you'd love to see this just become something that's top of mind the whole year long, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Chuck knows me, and you guys are probably starting to know, you know, food can be our medicine. There is so many things that we can do nutritionally mm-hmm. that we need to add in. A lot of times people are cutting out, but maybe we need to flip how we think about things to improve the nutrition of our body. I want to come back to this at the end as a takeaway, but I know you're big on getting a physical. But see, if we're going to know who we are, if I need to know who I am, don't we need to establish some kind of baseline? Yes. Whether that's just I've, I journal or I, I really do sit down and think about, well, what is, the, what is the thing I need to tackle? Yes. How do we do that? How do we establish the starting point? I would always tell people, go and have your yearly physical assessment with your primary care physician holistic doctor, wherever you might go to really see where you're at today and then reflect and be like so honest with yourself. Could get a little ugly, but think about where you are and where you want to be and like some of those steps to get there. And they don't have, you don't have to cut out 
all bagels for your whole life. You can, right. You can have some once in a while, but thinking about how we can improve upon that. So for me as a guy, I'm not going to go deep on this, but you know that I went through a physical and I had blood work done. And for me as a geek, I love numbers, Mm -hmm. right? I've always loved science and math. So I'm seeing all these numbers of things that changed for the good within a six-month change. But for me as a guy, I have to tell you, if I were listening to this five years ago and I hear get a physical, la, 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 it's okay, that sounds right, but I don't have time. Once I got in that habit of trying to discover who I am and then I started to see that I could actually help move the needle toward goodness. Yes. It excites me now. So yes. now I've got the app and I'm doing great stuff, you know. So I, I really commend you for telling us because I, maybe it's the same for women. You know better than me, but I know a lot of guys just tune out of that whole idea. Physical, I gotta, I've got a meeting. I can't do it. I think, no offense, honey, Tom, if you're listening, but men are not as good about making that appointment. Okay. And, and But I have a variety of patients that aren't. Part of it is because they don't want to know. Yeah. Because when you know, then you then you know you have to actually do something. Or it could be a little bit scary. So I'm not scared anymore, but there are still things that I can do better. So tell me about good nutrition and health goals and where do I want to be? What are some of the things I should be shooting for? So as a man, so I will tell you, some of the common things that men are missing in their diet are usually a variety of minerals magnesium, potassium, fiber is a big one, Yeah, Um, heart-healthy fats. So those are like the main four things. uh, When I say minerals, I guess there's kind of a variety. Magnesium, potassium, calcium. Is that just as simple as grabbing a banana and eating spinach every once in a while? Can be. It can be. It can be. Huh. So making that effort to have some fiber-rich foods like your oatmeal we've mm-hmm. talked about. I eat kashi, the original kashi, uh-huh. so I'm getting protein and fiber. I know. Yes. I happen to like it. Not everybody likes it. And those are whole grain that, like, kashi uses whole grains to make yeah. its products. Yeah. So those whole grains, those fiber, your any kind of produce, any kind of fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. are going to help mm-hmm. with those minerals. And then making sure that you are just... um doing a little bit better in that fruit and vegetable department. And That's a big one. And you said in the last episode, for especially all of us in Michigan, where the sun doesn't come out for a while, vitamin D is an important yes. supplement, plus we should be getting it naturally. Yes. Yeah. So there are some vitamin D-rich foods. There's mushrooms. There's some of our dairy has vitamin D added into it. But we have to make sure that we're also getting some sun time. Yeah. Yeah, and even in the winter. So letting my dog take me for a walk, bundle up and still go. It's still a good time. Try to expose some of your skin whenever you can. What other nutrients are we lacking? And I guess you may be able to break this down into kids and elderly and men, women, but what are the things we we should pay attention to? So we kind of went with the men. Right. So we know that now. With women, often iron is missing. Mm. Some heart-healthy fat. We know that heart disease is the number one killer of women. Okay. So making sure we get our heart-healthy fats in there. A little bit of iodine. Vitamin D, which we keep talking about, folate. So, some of those sources, let me think. Iodine. Why are we uh, missing iodine? Iodine salt. How can we be missing iodine? Well, because women are a little bit better about watching their salt intake. Oh, so we're cutting back (laughs) on that and then in in turn getting a a bonus of a problem maybe. Yeah, so to be careful. Well, and I want to bring up sodium because we kind of touched on it last episode with heart health. So, for general good health, 2,300 milligrams of sodium a day is kind of where we should lie for most people. Some people need more because they have low blood pressure. Most people don't. But watching that, 
don't get mad at me. Um, one teaspoon has 2,300 milligrams of sodium already. One teaspoon of salt. So, you know, I'm tracking on an app. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been naming names, so I don't know. But I use the Lose It app. It's yes. free, yeah. right? I'm trying to be 1,500 milligrams or less, but let me tell you what I'm finding. It's not me shaking salt on my couple scrambled eggs in the mm-hmm. morning. It's all the hidden stuff that's baked into the cake. You look at the side of a can of turkey chili, you think you're doing something right. Holy moly, it's off the charts. Yes, it really is. It's it's probably over your amount already for the for day. For the day, right. Yes, yeah. definitely anything processed is going to have more. Anything canned, because they add the salt in for flavor, but also to kind of preserve what that food is. Yeah. So reading those food labels and reading them accurately, making sure you look at the serving size to be aware of what that sodium level is. is and you know how I know this so much? I'm not just the geeky guy who walks down the aisles because that drives me nuts. I've got an, on my app, I've got mm-hmm. a scanner. I just scan the barcode. It tells me right away. Yes, I and love when, that. When I see it, I think, oh, oh, not for me. Right. So it's a good way to at least I can spank my own hand that way. Yeah. You know? Or yeah. find one that has less sodium or make some yourself. Yeah. There's options. And what about supplements? Because you hear stories about, or you read articles about vitamins are good, vitamins are a waste of time. Should we be considering supplements? I know if you have a specific need, that's one thing. So I have to give you my dietitian spiel. Okay. It is the month. <laughs> <laughs> it's your month. Yeah. It's my month. Yeah. Supplements are called supplements because they're supposed to supplement the diet. Okay. So ideally, you're trying to do your best through your diet. I see no harm or foul in getting some supplementation, like a multivitamin. No one eats perfectly every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Things that you know you might be lacking in, like when you go see your doctor and they tell you your vitamin D is low or something like... Or your B whatever is low. You can do that and it's Mm -hmm. cheap. It's cheap stuff. And I would tell people, though, make sure you're going with a good company and there are different certifications, if you will, of different vitamins Mm -hmm. that will tell you that they're cleaner and are actually what they say they are. So for those of us who are stepping toward elderly and for us that have parents that, you know, mm-hmm. are certainly there, you're big on making sure we're helping manage our own protein content, but theirs as well. Because yes. sometimes that falls off the Yeah, chart. so we were talking about that earlier, being yeah. a sandwich generation, taking care of our kids or grandkids, and then looking at our parents and wanting to help them right. as well. For seniors, one of the things that they're really missing is protein mm. and water. Yeah. They're often dehydrated. And I know this because I've heard this from my grandparents back in the day. And my mom even now tells me, I don't want to drink that much water because then I have to get up to go use the bathroom. And it's this vicious cycle of not wanting to have to do that, especially late at night when they want to sleep. So I always tell her, try to get it in before you're going to go to sleep so that you don't have to get up in the middle of the night. You know, the other one I hear is I forgot to drink water. Now, to Mm -hmm. me, that is so counterintuitive, right? I mean, how do you forget? But you've caught yourself in days. You're running and gunning, right? Flying all over the state. But I think what I have found and when I try to listen, I try to listen to even my own parents, I will say, well, then what is the way you drink water better? My dad has actually said, I drink more water when it's actually in bottles than me having to get up and go to the sink and fill a cup. Okay. Yes. That's his thing. So guess what? There are bottles of water everywhere. Yeah. And we leave them out or we have more in the fridge. So I think when you say getting in touch with you, that's a way we can help get in touch with those who may need our help somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is such a great point, too, that your dad brings up. I had a patient. I love her. She hated water. Hated. It doesn't sound right, does it? Right. She never drank it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she was not in the best health. And coffee and uh, right. you know, iced tea doesn't well, really do because yeah. then you've got caffeine and right. all the rest. Yeah. She was drinking coffee or pop right. or juice or different things. And I was like, all right, pump the brakes. Let's figure out what we can do. We started doing fruit infusions in her water. Yeah. Her, she loves fruit. Instead of drinking juice, we got rid of that. We lowered her blood sugar by doing that. And then we also got her hydrated. I think we're doing better in the West now when we've got sparkling waters and the LaCroix. I mean, we have choices, right? That's not just overabundance of sugars and other things. And I would tell people, so 80% of our hydration comes from water, what we drink, but 20% comes from our food. So if you're having lots of fruits and vegetables, or especially right now when it's a little bit bit chilly still, um, having soup or things of that nature can help get that hydration status. What up. about focus on our kids? Is there a, a place where there's, you're seeing more deficiencies that we should pay more attention to? Yes. So, so this is actually a scary fact. The number one eaten vegetable in America is potatoes in French fry form. Okay. And kids, only 8% of kids are eating leafy greens daily. Mm. So they are missing a lot of good vital vitamins and minerals from fruits and vegetables. Think yeah. about... Think about when your kids were young. I know my daughter's real good. Tommy, my son, is not that good at eating (laughs) his fruits and vegetables. So that would be a big one. And then this makes sense. They're also not getting enough fiber then. Yeah, yeah. So then they get a little backed up, and then there's stomach issues and GI issues, and they're uncomfortable, but they can't fully explain it because they're younger. So just try, try your best. Make it fun for them. Get them involved in that process of enjoying fruits and vegetables and the colors. I eagerly look forward to the farmer's market, which, which you know, is always hope that there will be warmer weather in Michigan, yes. right? But that's the time where we can look for some of the other things that add the texture and color to salads. Because I think back to even my grandfather, he ate stuff in salads that even to this day, I'm not in the habit of putting in radishes or mushrooms, or but his salads were always spectacularly colorful and textural and different stuff that seemed weird to me as a little kid. I would think radishes. Oh, grandpa. And now I look at it, I think I need to, even if I have to force myself, it's a good idea because just iceberg lettuce, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say also, I love farmer's markets and it's a fun place to take the kids. It is. To take your parents, to take the whole family and pick out different things and try different things. Or I was going to say about salads. This is my cheat trick that I try to do. Whenever I go out to eat with my mom, she's like, no one ever makes salads as good as a restaurant. And there is something about, they do. Yeah. It's yeah. colorful. It's beautiful. And their they, dressings are perfected yeah. too, let's face it. They make yeah. these homemade vinaigrettes that are just <laughs> right. divine. But you can do that at home. So I always try to like pick a favorite salad that I might try at a restaurant and try to yeah. mimic it. And it turns out pretty good. Good for you. Good for you. When do you want us over? We've <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are all welcome okay. to come over and have salad with all me. All right. So we talked about getting the annual physical, and guys, listen up. Just do it. Just lean into this because, you know, it's something we need to do in March. is still not a bad month to consider it. It didn't have to happen in January. You've said this before. Uh, unpack this a little bit. Use food as medicine. Yes. What, what do you mean? Think, think about this. The food that we eat has everything that we need, mm-hmm. right? It has vitamins. It has minerals. It has fiber. It has antioxidants that fight free radicals to fight chronic conditions like cancer to give you younger looking skin. Free radicals are also our wrinkles and our graying Mm. hair and things that we don't want on our skin. Those are like some of our, what I call glow foods. 
Yeah. They help you glow. And what are those? I mean, give me some, because uh, I want to glow. Blueberries, oh, kiwi. Oh, I eat those all the time. Yeah, Any kind of greens, mustard greens, okay. color greens, kale. Yeah. Okay. All of those. Yum. Yum. <laughs> I'm I hungry. Your wrinkles are going away right now, the few that you have. <laughs> and a blood pressure check. This is critical. Yes. And I know in my own family, we've had to deal with this because of a family member who really has issues. But we got one of those portable contraptions oh, yeah. in the house. It's a good line of defense so that you don't have to wait until you think you're going to go to the doctor and that gets canceled. Yes. Yeah. So staying hydrated to keep your blood pressure in check, watching that sodium, reading those labels, trying to avoid the excess of the salt shaker, and really thinking about what you might be lacking in now, being really honest with yourself, like I said earlier. Yeah. Because we all know, we all have like, I put too much creamer in my coffee well, if you eat a burger out every day, I mean a big one, and yeah. you, you check out the sodium content even on their own nutrition website yes. page for the burger place, it will astound you. Now, if you're doing it once in a while and you're drinking water, it probably doesn't matter. It just goes yeah. away. But I've looked at that on behalf of this person in my family's yeah. life. It can be crazy how much sodium is locked yes. up in there. Yeah. We, we both were talking about that early. Yeah. All right. So pay attention. And do better. Try a little bit to do better. When you see me next time, I'm going to look 20 years younger. I'm just saying. I'm going to, it's going to go backwards. Everyone already knows how amazing you look. <laughs> good to he see does. you. Good to see you. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Always good to have Grace DeRosha here. Listen, we want you to be here every single time. We've got a new episode, a healthier Michigan podcast brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more, check out the website. Here it comes, a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave a review or a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Use the favorite app you want, and you can get new episodes on your smartphone or tablet. We're coming to you new every other week, and don't forget our newsletter right there online. I'm Chuck Gatica. Take good care.